We get our second one next Saturday. Nice. On the 13th, nah. and I'll be fully vaccinated, and I'm leaving there, going to a strip club, and I'm going to have Elise and Grayson with me, so they're going to stay in the car. But... <laughs> At least all the windows. They're gonna eat at the buffet. While yeah, you they're enjoy gonna, the show. yeah, they're gonna be in the lobby. <laughs> I'm like, ma'am, I'm gonna take my face mask off while I put my face in your butt cheeks, but don't worry. Fully vaccinated. That's a COVID vaccine, not a pink eye vaccine. <laughs> <laughs> The Carpenter Rants. Hey everybody, welcome to TCR. Three nobodies talking about the masterworks of the horror film genre. Where are those nobodies? I'm Caleb. I'm Dylan. I'm Kendall. Oh boy, it's another day in March. <laughs> Uh, marching toward a movie to talk about. All right. <laughs> I just wrote that for the show tonight in this moment. hot damn. <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> um, it's March and that means it's time to what the rant. <laughs> um, that's right. Uh, as the title clearly states, we're talking about body horror this month. Um, Movies that'll make you sit up and say, now what the rant? Uh, um, <laughs> <laughs> now what the rant? Now what the rant? Uh, whoa. <laughs> Doug's got a fucking... Computer. Doug's got like a new swivel effect going on over there. That's when things get oh, too man. extreme. Um, yeah, uh... I just like the idea that you have your computer sitting on your vacuum robot and it was like yeah. moving around. Got it on my Lazy Susans right next to my salt and pepper shaker. <laughs> um, this is March's, of course, uh, Doug's themed month uh, where he. Sorry. Has, yeah, he's picked the theme of body horror. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, we'll be. And if you don't know what body horror is, we've already covered some of it before. Um, last month we talked about the fly, which is like, you know, famous, uh, body horror film. Yep. And last week we talked about the 2019 cover of, uh, David Cronenberg's, uh, that's right. Uh, mm-hmm. David Cronenberg's, uh, rabid. Mm-hmm. And, uh, this week, uh, another, uh, throwback to a classic, a film I've not seen before, but I know I've, I first, um, saw like clips of it on that um, In Search of Darkness documentary that we talked about some months ago um, mm-hmm, which they made mm-hmm. a sequel to um, you know which you know I guess Shudder will I get the right it'll be on Shudder sometimes so. yeah in like a year I think it took about a year for this one to get on there so um, you know otherwise you gotta pay like 60 bucks for the Blu-ray and I know it's going to fund the movie and that's great, but sixty bucks for Blu-ray is a little steep. Yeah, it's a little steep. 
Um, but I appreciate all the people who are paying for it because that just means you're helping to fund the movie and then I'll get to watch it um, later on. Johnny come lately. Um, but I saw clips from tonight's film in that documentary and I was like, ooh, interesting. So um, it was already kind of on my list and Doug uh, picked it for this week. So Doug, why don't you tell the fine uh, mm-hmm. folks at home uh, what uh, what the rant we're watching this week? Well, sir, we are watching uh, Stuart Gordon's From Beyond, based on H.P. Lovecraft story. Now, I didn't realize it was an H.P. Lovecraft until the until the movie started. Mm-hmm. So that was a nice little surprise. Um, his first time I've seen this, Kendall. I'm going to assume that you've not seen this before. Nope, this is my first viewing. <clears throat> Sweet. And Doug, I'm going to assume you have seen it before. Mm-hmm. Cool. All right. Um, neat-o. Uh, we covered another Stuart Gordon film on this show back in the archives. I sure Which is also that. an H.P. Lovecraft adaptation, also starring Jeffrey Combs. Yes. Wow. And Barbara Crampton. Yes. And Barbara Crampton. Uh, Reanimator, which was... Um, that was a mm-hmm. that was a that was a fun movie, and I think I, I probably a fun episode to record. It's been a while; I don't remember now. But uh, check that out in the archives. Archives, archives, Spotify, all that horse shit. It's out there. Um. All right. Well, but uh, tonight we're gonna be talking about From Beyond, uh, a movie that gets bonus points for um using its title mm-hmm. in dialogue. Um. <gasps> Which you know I'm always a fan of. Um, so, but before we can get to that or anything else, uh, forehead penises and anything else that we might talk about tonight, um, <laughs> Doug, mm-hmm. uh, we're gonna need us some fat deets. Hi. Released October twenty fourth, nineteen eighty six. Directed by Stuart Gordon. Written by Dennis Polloy, mm. based on the H.P. Lovecraft story of the same name, with a budget of four million five hundred dollars. Whoa! And a return of, hang on, hang on, my internet's acting wonky again. Hang on. That's okay. <laughs> no, it's not. Come on, you stupid piece of shit. Uh, $1.2 million. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, is, no. That's significantly less. <laughs> well, I know the 80s, uh, you know, were the, you know, the height of the, you know, uh, practical effects and makeup, uh, monsters and stuff. Um, even, you know, um, but I, I just don't know how $4 million is a lot of money for this movie. I don't know how you get people now today. People would go like, you could make this movie today and people would be like, fuck yeah. Um, but 1986, I could see it being difficult to, (coughs) to make your money back on, on this type of movie. Um, it's not going to be a. It's not going to be a universally beloved summer blockbuster. Um, 
It's mm-hmm. just kind of weird. So, um, that's disappointing. But boy, I'm glad they spent the four million because all that went. I mean, clearly into uh, uh, creature designs. Uh, because the movie only really has like two settings. <laughs> it's like we're in this house, we're at the hospital, we go back to the house, and right back to the hospital, <laughs> and right back to the house. <laughs> um, Stuart Gordon does so much with with he he does high high concept mm-hmm. with a low budget extremely well. Yeah. Um. Excuse me. Um, yeah, man. I mean, like, again, you know, you build all these creatures and that's pretty much, I mean, that's pretty much the bulk of your budget uh, for this film. So, you know, you, you minimize everywhere else where you can. Um, but, you know, the creatures, the makeup and the the effects are the most important part of the movie. So, yeah, that's what makes it. Yep. <clears throat> um, and boy, this thing uh, kicks off with a bang, just some science lights and space eels, like immediately. Um, which I... You know. Which I appreciate, because again, if this movie was made in 2021, we'd have 20 minutes of the scientists being like, I built this machine, blah, 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 like talking about <laughs> what is science is for. Um, you know getting us set up. Um, but I like that the movie's just like, Hey, the machines built, the scientists are working on it for reasons that we don't need to know. And, uh, they have turned it on and there's some space eels and like space jellyfish and stuff. Um, that have appeared. Other dimensions. Yes. Um, not space. Yes, I know. Come on now. I know. I've, I go back and forth in my notes, but you know, space is just, you know, other dimensions also exist in space. It's a space adjacent to our own. True. Um, a space. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. I like it. Now, if I said it, everyone would have hung up the phone. Um, <laughs> all right uh okay so the resonator's working a space dick bites uh crawford's face um and then he turns the he turns the resonator off um that's what Jeffrey this, Combs. yeah that's what this device is uh that's what this device is called um and then he uh, he runs uh, to uh, a room in this house where I guess they're they're doing their science stuff, uh, and that's where we meet Edward, whose last name I I can never really pronounce. So Pretorius. Pretorius. Yeah, I just call him Edward. Um, yeah, kind of like him. Do what now? Kind of like the doctor in Bride of Frankenstein. Yes. Dr. Clitorius. Um, so, uh, he turns the, uh, he turns the resonator back on. Um, clearly something's not right. Uh, Crawford's like, we gotta shut this fucking thing down. Um, and, uh, you know, scary, uh, scary neon lights, uh, of the Lovecraftian sort. Um, and we get uh, a neighbor who's just sick of all this nonsense going on next door. And so she's called the police. Calling the cops. 
Yeah. What a narc. They will not turn down that NWA or whatever they're blasting over there. (laughs) And I got to sleep. Um, well, her dog gets loose, runs into the house. So she, she follows it looking for him. Um, and that's when, uh, Crawford comes chopping his way through a door with an ax. Damn it. Do whoop. I think Doug's losing the internet connection again. All right. Well, um, the police show up because the lady has called and complained, and um, and uh, Crawford is trying to escape the house, but the the police catch him, uh, handcuff him, and then they go into the house to find Edward's body, uh, missing a head, uh, but his neck <gasps> is all like twisted, like a swirled up like an ice cream cone, like a fucking Carvel, mm-hmm. just <laughs> twisted it's a right. Soft serve head. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Um, and all this happened. Go ahead. Sorry. No, no, no. You go ahead. No, say what's with these weird ass like eight bit maggot credits? Yeah. Um. I didn't get the maggots. Well, it's all about. I don't know. Spooky. Yeah. It's yeah. I don't know. Um, I do like, I, mean, it looks cool. I like the look of it. I do like that all this happened before the opening credits. Um, nice little way to kick off the film. I was also a huge fan of that pink purple credit sequence color. The lettering loved that. Yeah, that was hot. That unsolved mysteries looking. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, that could have been the theme. That would have been great. Um, all right. Uh, so now Crawford is in the, uh, Crawford's in, uh, you know, the psych ward of this hospital and, uh, uh, Dr. Uh, Catherine McMichaels shows up, um, and she want, they want to examine him to see if he's crazy before, before he goes on trial for murdering, uh, Edward. They believe that Crawford is the murderer. Um, because they didn't see, you know, mm-hmm. the interdimensional space eels and whatnot. Mm. Um, now, here's the thing that I always notice in insane asylums. Someone is always jerking off. Um, always. Every, if there's always an insane asylum, <laughs> there's somebody, there's somebody masturbating and, and the people have to be like, ma'am, doctor, come this way. That man's bait crazy. <laughs> <laughs> Quit staring and fucking walk off. <laughs> Let him finish and just leave. I love how she just kind of nods, like shakes her head, like mm. he's got the bait. <laughs> You're doing it wrong. <laughs> if I've seen it once, I've seen it a thousand times. <laughs> uh, no cure for bait crazy. <laughs> That's the name of my love song. Don't I know it? <laughs> Honey, there ain't no cure for bait crazy. <laughs> Is that Chris Christopherson that sings that? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, 
Anyway, she's convinced that uh, she needs to examine him. She wants the hospital to release him into her custody. She wants to recreate the situation, you know, the events of the evening um, to prove, like, his story true or whatever. Um, And, uh, well, you know, she thinks that he's a schizophrenic or, or whatever. So, uh, you know, they release him and they're like, Hey, we're taking you, uh, we're taking you back to that, that house where everything happened. And, uh, here's my friend Bubba, uh, from, uh, uh, Dawn of the Dead. Oh my gosh. I couldn't get my brain to work. Ken Foray. Ken motherfucking Foray. Um, it was just delightful. I loved his, his like. His introduction is um, just like this very sexist, oh, you must be Dr. McMichaels, and he's talking to the man who clearly has bandages mm-hmm. on his head, who <laughs> looks like a patient, yeah. but like the woman can't be the doctor because she has tits. <laughs> he's, he's in the middle of a bait fit, and he's like, you must be Dr. McMichaels. <laughs> <laughs> Clearly, this man has bait fever. Now move on. <laughs> um. All right. So they go. They go back to the house. They, you know, they're bringing in, you know, whatever, like testing equipment. And then they, then they go searching through the house. See, you know, checking it out. And they find uh, Edward's uh, sex dungeon. Uh. TM. Yeah. <laughs> I stopped at that store on the way from here to Memphis one time. <laughs> There's like three or four of them along I-95. Yeah, Edward's Sex Dungeon Emporium. <laughs> um, you'll go bait crazy. That's their slogan. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. <laughs> Uh, well, so Edward has a sex dungeon and, you know, you just imagine what's in a sex dungeon. There's like apparatus to be strapped into, uh, whips and, Mm -hmm. uh, and the like, um, videos of him, you know, uh, you know, whipping and like dominating, you know, his submissive, uh, partners. Mm -hmm. Um, we go up to the room where the resonator is, and I absolutely adore uh, the fact that the chalk outline of Edward's body has the head like not drawn on it, like they drew the line. <laughs> oh, that was, and then that comes back again later in an even more delightful way. Um, <laughs> um, all right, let's see. Okay, so basically, um, basically, Catherine's like, we got to rebuild this machine. And Crawford's like, nuh-uh, you better not. Um, you better not. <laughs> but, you know, she's really convincing and, you know, uh, he begrudgingly uh, puts this thing back together. Um, meanwhile, uh, Bubba cooks some stuff in a, what, what is this that we've cooked here? Those biscuits on top? Like mashed, sort of, mashed potato uh, balls with, with gravy. I thought underneath. it was like... 
I thought it was some sort of like roast and vegetables with like biscuits on top. I don't know what it was. It's some sort of weird shepherd's pie type of thing going yeah. on. Yeah. Wow. It may have been bread. That may have been potatoes. I don't know what it is. Mm. Let us know it. Carpenter has thought it. You made a hit. Yeah. I All I know is uh, I'd try it. Oh, I'd definitely try it. <laughs> We're all trying it. <laughs> all right. Um, okay. Crawford has rebuilt the resonator. They turn it on. There's jellyfish floating around in the sky. Some sort of interdimensional evil jellyfish. Um, mm-hmm. And now, by the way, uh, none of these creatures are evil. They just don't belong in our dimension. And so, you know. <laughs> they just don't know any better. Yeah, they're just, they, you know, they're just, they're just interdimensional One just jumps jellyfish. right on Ken Foray's arm and just starts to chomping. Yeah, it takes a bite. And he pulls it off, and it looks like a critter. And it's all like... <laughs> well, the problem was he got some of that... The problem was he got some of that gravy from dinner on his arm, and that jellyfish was like, well, I don't mind if I yeah, do. <laughs> some of that potato gravy, whatever. Yeah. Potato ball gravy. <laughs> um, so they're kind of like observing this, and then all of a sudden, Edward is back. Um, and he, and this time he's wearing, well, he's got that crop top sweater on. Oh, never mind. That's his, that's his body hair. (laughs) I thought you'd be serious for a minute. I was like, I've seen this movie a couple of times. I don't remember him Winnie the Pooh in the hell out of that re-entrance. Dude, his, his hair stops like immediately under his pectorals like it's just a full sweater of hair and then right before it's like, like his... football pads but just hair <laughs> right at his rib cage he just turns smooth i don't know what this is the oddest um body hair i've ever seen um okay uh so he's got this uh He's got this Play-Doh skin on his shoulder that he makes. Uh, <laughs> that he makes Crawford touch, uh, and he touches it. Like sand. Yeah, it's yeah. Just, yeah, he puts his fingers and it just like mushes, uh, and then he just like rips his face off, and then his head splits in half, and then some <laughs> other creature erupts out of his neck hole. Um, but before anything could happen, they turn the machine yeah. back on. Yeah. Some other creature rubs out of his neck hole. Um, I thought that whole sequence looked so cool. Yeah, it so, was so, cool. so gross. Was great. Yeah, I loved all of that. Um, there's even a little all, bit. Of- uh, real quick, all the 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 machinery, the resonator, and all that stuff, and how how it's lit. And how everything happens in this attic reminds me a lot of um, Adam West Batman. Oh, okay, yeah. Did you get that vibe? I didn't when I was watching it, but I can, I can absolutely. <clears throat> excuse me. I absolutely like uh, even some of the cuts. There's like the little, you know, uh, Dutch tilts. Yeah, not like a full one, but no, but it's little, there. I, I wonder if that was on purpose. It had to have been, right? They're like, we're well, going to Batman 66 the shit out of this horror movie. Well, I think um, I think they're definitely going for that, like, 
fifties and sixties, like B movie vibe. Um, and so, yeah, I think that's, uh, I think that's very astute, Doug. I didn't pick up on that, but when you say it, like that's immediately what I think of now. Well, like even those, the, uh, the contraption designs, it's yes. just those giant old school sci-fi, 50s and 60s sci-fi movies with the giant gray fucking panels and the little bitty little red and clear buttons yeah, just that light up and weird buttons sequences. That do, that, buttons and lights that do nothing. Yeah, do nothing. All, it's all controlled by one big switch. Um, Doug, who did the char- who did the creature designs in this film? I don't know. I should have uh, had that at the ready. Because um, they were just very like there were there were moments of it, you know, that gave me like the thing vibes. Um, I got the same same feeling. And the yeah, uh, big time. Um, the first one happened in the scene. Looking, yeah, the first one happened in this scene. Um right before his face like split in half like all the skin like lifted off of it like noodles and it was just like wiggling in the air <laughs> his noodle face um just so like the face. form he takes on later was very the thing yeah definitely you, you mean that fucking nutsack with a face <laughs> yep mm-hmm. <laughs> he literally looked like if a nutsack grew a neck and a head <laughs> and legs. Well, they do have necks and heads. Well, the nutsack doesn't. Yeah, I know. I mean, <laughs> I know. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I had like a. All of it was like very, you know. But it, I mean, it's all of that time. Like this, this was that time, um, in creature design, but. The first time I thought about the thing was when those like noodles were coming off of his face before his head split in half. Um, <laughs> fucking uh, Ken Foray like steps in the background and starts to vomit, and then this it does one of my favorite things that movies do is cut from something gross happening to like something, you know like innocuous happening so when Ken steps away to vomit they cut to like an egg cracking like a yolk like close up of the yolk coming <laughs> down I love stuff like that so um so I mean I guess it's kind of important to note that the whole logistics and dynamics of all this is when the resonator is turned off like everything just goes back to normal mm-hmm. so um yeah, it closes that gate and all the shit disappears. So yeah, they were able to shoo shoo. Yeah, they turn it um, off and then everything everything hey, goes real, back to... real quick. I, I found who did the effects. It is a John Carl Bilchel B U E C H E L E R. How would you say that? Mm. Buchler? Buchler? Buckler? Buchel? Well, he is the director of Friday the 13th Part 7. He also did the effects on it. And he's done it for the Hatchet series. 
He did it from beyond and many more. So he knows what he's doing. Oh, nice. And he's also know just passed away not too long ago. Wow. Well, these, these, so I these thought I'd bring it great. down real fast. No, it's great. <laughs> um, yes. Yeah, so once everything's turned off, everything kind of goes back to normal. The portal to the other dimension closes and all the creatures disappear. Um, and um, so they decide, you know, well, Catherine's like obsessed now. Like, and, and Crawford tells her, he's just like, you got the same look in your eye that he had. And she's just like, no, we got to like, this is a, this is like an amazing discovery. We have to, we have to, we have to turn that machine back on and, and see what happens. And Crawford's like, nah, dude, you didn't have see. Have we said what the machine does yet? I don't know. Did we skip over that? Maybe I maybe I missed it. I don't know what it was originally intended for. Other than just well, when they turn on the resonator, it opens up uh, the pineal gland in your brain. Which that's right. That, um, this is discussed that That's here, where your third eye used to be. Mm. So your sixth sense comes into play, and you see all this otherworldly shit. You experience things you've never experienced. You're seeing colors you've never seen before. Yes. Just a whole new world is open to up to you. Yes. Um, and that's and why you're, they're able to see all these monsters and shit. Apparently, you get real horned up. Yeah. Real horned up. Yeah. The third <laughs> eye is your butthole. <laughs> that's what we find out in this movie. I've been saying that this whole time. <laughs> <laughs> right in the pineal gland is the name of the series I've been I've been filming. Um <laughs> Yes, so um Captain and Pineal. <laughs> Sorry. That was dumb. That was I don't stupid. like that. I like that. <laughs> oh man well uh, i'm just gonna leave i'll see y'all later well <laughs> Catherine got her pineal tickled and she was like i gotta turn that machine back on um and crawford's like nah nah dog <laughs> we're not doing that um so the plan is and this is a terrible plan by the way the plan is let's all spend the night in this death house and then tomorrow we'll just we'll get out of here um this is a t- like just like all their, their heads are hurting because that like gland is yeah. growing inside their heads. My, that butthole gland mm-hmm. in my brain hurts and i gotta take a nap this is a, like let's just take a nap here where the monsters are no let's <laughs> is that your new catchphrase <laughs> That butthole gland in my brain is swelling. I can now. I need a nap. <laughs> oh. All right. <laughs> so they all decide to sleep there for the night, and then they're going to leave the next day. Which you just pack up and leave. Um, but Catherine wakes up, and she's like, just she's you know she's obsessed she's got to know now um so she she turns the machine on while everyone else is still asleep um and then edward shows up by the way every time edward shows up and the machine's turned on he gets increasingly more disgusting 
Yeah. Like Just this more and more he devolves more and more every time he comes back. Yeah. And and I don't know how he survived at all. I guess his head survived whenever what ate it off in the first time. I, I don't know. Um but now he's like now like half of his body looks kind of like just kind of wet and weird but and he looks like he's a little sweaty but then when he turns around the other half of his body is just like a lump of just nasty looking flesh um this is like chewed up gum yeah he is a lot of you know i that happened in uh, the fly as well a lot of a lot of body horror is just you know this guy looks like just chewed up bubble gum Um, all right. So, uh, and he, man, he's so gross. And then, so he, uh, he grabs Catherine cause his butthole eye is activated. And, um, well, he saw, he saw her and Crawford making out, you know, they got, they got real Randy mm-hmm. and, uh, he's jerking off in the corner. He's got to have that girl. He's got, he's he's got, got bait fever. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> and so, um, mm-hmm. bait fever sweeping the nation. <laughs> <laughs> it's a bait plague. <laughs> All right, so he grows like really stretchy fingers and he like rips her shirt open. Um, and, uh, you know, his plan, and I don't know if he necessarily says it here or if it's later, um, but basically, um, they're going to, he wants to join with her and be one, um, entity. Basically they would, you know, they would be inside each other's minds and he says that's the most sensual experience, um, that there is, um, and as we further go on, um, it's revealed toward the end of the film that Edward uh, is impotent. Um, and the reason he's such a sexual deviant in terms of like the, the BDSM stuff is because that's the only way he can feel any excitement because he can't like sexually, uh, he can't be pleased sexually, I guess. And it must be another reason that he was trying to activate his butthole gland. Um, was because he just, <laughs> you know, his peep was burnt. <laughs> oh, burnt dickhead! <laughs> guy's got, a guy's got bait fever. Ain't nothing he can do about it. <laughs> what a shame, man! Yeah, it's an unfortunate situation. Um. <clears throat> So anyway, uh, they uh, they can't get up into the attic to, to turn the machine off. So Crawford and uh, uh, Bubba go down into the basement to turn it off at the, uh, you know, turn the power off at the, the breaker box. Um, and uh, down in the basement, there's just some giant turd monster <laughs> um, just hanging out. Um, and so they have to do battle with that thing. 
and uh, it actually eats Crawford. That's like, like a demigorgon and a fucking standworm from Dune. From Dune, that's yeah, that's exactly what weird. I thought of. Standworm caps for sure. Um, it starts to eat Crawford. Um, it's like sucking him up into it. Um, but Bubba is actually able Eating to eat like a crawfish, just sucking yeah, on that head. Just, <laughs> um, so I'm guessing that's what bit off uh, uh, Edward's head originally. Um, some some sort of creature like that. Um, but Bubba's able to uh, turn the power off and everything disappears and then Crawford ends up being like bald, like the thing sucked all the hair off of his head. <laughs> Mm-hmm. like sucked it off smooth silly. yeah that was really funny um all right well um, go ahead go ahead what is Catherine doing she just like uh so crawford is lying in bed oh yeah and she just like rubs a little bit of marshmallow fluff on his chest what was that about? <laughs> i don't know she's just like <laughs> i'm sure it's supposed to be like ointment but it yeah. just looks like marshmallow cream and she's just like eh. and that's it well she's not a doctor <laughs> of marshmallow cream she had me fooled yeah i know well she catches <laughs> and who is really <laughs> uh she catches a little bait fever in this scene because she starts uh you know it's catching <laughs> um she starts it's running real- wild well, they're in that kink room. <laughs> they're in the kink dungeon. Yeah, so what a weird room to stay in, too, by the way, in the interim. It's like that that house looks like it has about 75 rooms in it. And they're just like, well, let's let's go to the sex dungeon. I call the room with the giant painting of the bush on it. Yeah. <laughs> um, so she picks up a piece of leather um, and starts rubbing it on her face and, and then simultaneously rubbing her nipple. Um, and then she just, she puts on the whole leather get up. She gets all leathered up and then, uh, she like starts, uh, she puts her hand under, uh, Crawford's blanket. It's just, you know, getting a handful of his junk. Um, and then she like gets on top of him and just straddles him. Um, and that's when, uh, that's when Bubba walks in and he's like, you know, like confronts her. He's like, what the fuck are you doing? And, uh, she's like, I got bait fever. Get out of here. Um, <laughs> <laughs> go away. I'm baiting. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and then she tries to just seduce him and he's like, get off me. White woman, like throws her across the room. Um, <laughs> get that white pussy out of here. Um, this, is, this is where I get the uh, the line. <laughs> to what? <clears throat> the title. Yes, this is I and I was I made a note. I was very excited. All of a sudden, the machines, uh, like all the wires are getting plugged back into the machines by themselves, and they're being reactivated. And and Crawford wakes up because the machine's been turned back on, and he's like. Edwards reactive has turned on the resonator from beyond. Um, yes. Uh, so everybody heads back up to the attic. 
Uh, Crawford and Catherine are immediately attacked by some weird type of bugs. Um, you know, I don't know what those are. Um, they just start swarming. Yeah. And then Bubba's got the axe and he's trying to cut the, um, power lines, uh, stand out. Um, but, uh, mm-hmm. yeah, he's unable to, um, even once he cuts the, the wires in half, the electricity is still like running between them. Uh, because, you know, now there's some sort of interdimensional, uh, physics at play here. Boogans afoot. Boogans afoot. Uh, the bugs, he's got a flashlight that gets knocked out of his hand and it points at him. And this somehow attracts all the bugs to his location. Well, they mentioned earlier that, uh, like, if you stand still or make yourself not visible to the other dimension, things from the other dimension won't be attracted to you. That's right. They T-Rex it, yeah. That's right. Um, Well, the bugs all swarm Bubba, and they just start eating his flesh. And they eat, like, his whole midsection, and then they eat his legs and his arms down until they're just, like, bloody little skeletons, which have, I guess, enough tendon on them to, like, still move, um, which made me laugh. Uh, not nearly as egregious as Deathbed, the bed that eats, uh, when <laughs> somebody rests <laughs> their hand on the deathbed, and then they pull their hand up to reveal a clean, white, plastic skeleton hand. <laughs> that they still have control over. Um, but I did, I did get a nice chuckle out of Bubba's like little, little bloody skeleton hands. He's like, Oh, it made better by the fact that like from like shoulders down, he's this like barely like flesh picked off of bones thing. And then yeah. just his head is normal. Yeah, his whole head. They were, they don't, the, the interdimensional demon bugs don't. It eat. looks like something out of fucking Pee Wee's Playhouse. <laughs> he does. <laughs> his big old head and his little body's like kicking around. Like, yeah. <laughs> um. Okay. Let's see. Um. The bugs. Okay. Yeah. So. Uh. That's now. Uh. Crawford grows a little brain penis. He's got a little butthole brain penis thing going on little butthole brain penis um but uh Catherine uh destroys the machine um but not before you know Crawford's butthole brain penis gets woke up um but they do they she messes up the machine it shuts off again everything goes back to normal again um and then you know uh, they end up back at the hospital where Catherine's trying to tell everybody what's going on. But, you know, um, when you hear a story about interdimensional, you know, demons and butthole brain penises, you're like, that person's probably, she's just got bait fever. Lock her up with the rest of those degenerates. Classic bait fever trope. <laughs> this, this, a bait. this is a bait hallucination if I've ever seen one. Um, so they, uh, <laughs> they throw her, they're, they're going to lock her up. They're going to give her electroshock therapy, by the way. Um, 
which is crazy. It's the only thing that cures that bait fever. It's the only cure for bait fever. <laughs> her case is her case is terminal. We gotta go. She's got a terminal <laughs> case. <laughs> Hang on. Whew, okay. She's got a terminal case of bait fever. <laughs> the only thing we could do is electroshock her brain back to normal. Okay. Um, meanwhile, um, Crawford uh, is being examined, and somebody's like, well, look at that. This guy's got a little brain penis in his head. Um, <laughs> I've heard about him. I've yeah. never seen one before. <laughs> um. Well, it wakes him up, and then he he starts moving around the hospital, and then they find him. Is he eating brains? Is that what he was eating? He's uh oh yeah yeah he's like in a was it a brain or a heart like a specimen he's in a specimen like he's a eating he's eating organs of some sort and there's like blood like diluted blood like running out from under the door that just gave me the fluid. yeah that really bothered me that was worse than just like a thick viscous mm-hmm. blood just that blood and fluid whatever it was mixed together looked really <laughs> nasty um yeah. i think he is eating brains because later he's like sucking people's eye like eyeballs but the eyeball is left hanging so i think maybe he's sucking their brains out of their out of their head through their eye yeah. holes yeah um, cause he doesn't eat the eyeball cause ew. Sucking um, brains out of the eye hole. Yeah. Sucking <laughs> a brain out of an eye hole. <laughs> uh, you can make Why anything. Why Toby Keith tonight? Yeah. You can make anything a country song. Like it's just, it's incredible. Um, just ask Toby <laughs> Keith. He's been doing it for a while. Um, <laughs> All right, so, uh, yeah, this is when he starts sucking on the eyeballs because one of the nurses finds it, but she's like, hey, don't eat that. That's not that's not good for you. <laughs> don't, don't do that. <laughs> Give me that. Give yeah. me that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he hits him in the nose with a rolled-up magazine. No. <laughs> um. Well, his little brain penis comes out, and it's like, tells him to suck her brain out of her head through her eye hole so he he does that um they're about to shock they're about to shock the bait fever out of Catherine when somebody walks in and they're like hang on wait a minute something's going on this guy's like now come on i was ready to electrocute this lady he's really he's really upset that he's been interrupted was it don not <laughs> Andy, <laughs> now come on now. I was just about to electrocute the bitch. Now, 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 now. <laughs> we got bait fever running all through the hospital. It's the worst. <laughs> ever. In the bed. I'm doing the world's worst Don Dots impression. They're doing like a Mickey Mouse. Me too. Yeah. Oh boy. <laughs> <laughs> Nip it in the butt. It's still effective. Got it. Oh, that's great. Um Oh Jesus. Okay. Um so you know, she's able to escape. 
uh, Catherine, and uh, she uh, steals a she steals a van, and and she gets out of there. Um, Crawford uh, Crawford stumbles out of the hospital. He attacks a couple of EMTs, um, sucking brains out of their eye holes, uh, and then he stops himself before he kills the second one, um, and then he and then he's like kind of disgusted with himself and he he steals the the ambulance and he heads back to the house as well um okay back at the house uh Catherine is going to destroy the machine like she's got where did she get this explosive stuff from no idea yeah i didn't she has it on her she's like batman i guess (laughs) at all times um, so she's got a bomb, she sets that up, she's gonna blow up the whole fucking resonator, like, it's gotta be destroyed, um, and, uh, I was, so this is the moment where we see a new chalk outline, uh, from Bubba's body, and they drew the little skinny arms and legs in the chalk, and I just, and it is like, <laughs> it's not even, like, it's just in the scene. It's not even the focal point of the scene, but it just made me laugh so hard that they took, they were like, now make sure we draw the little skinny arms and legs and the chalk. And that the police went back and drew another chalk outline. And like, just, uh, it just made me laugh. Um, that was at that point in time where like, I don't know, like movies and TV my whole life taught me that anytime anybody dies, police draw, draw a chalk outline. And I'm just like, that's what happens like every, that, time. every time. Um, all right. So, uh, all right. So let's see. Edward's back. Now he's just like, and he was earlier too, but he's just like full nutsack. He's in his <laughs> final nutsack stage. Um, and, uh, <laughs> he's gone full sack. He's gone full sack. Well, um, this is, so before, like, we see him again, uh, oh, the Crawford chains up Catherine. That's right. In the, in the kink room. Cause he's, he's got, they have to be together. Yeah. He's got he's, bait he's, fever. Whew, that boy is horned all the way up. Um, and she's like, but we're fixing to this I'm blowing the place up. Yeah. He ain't thinking straight, but uh she she bites off that she uh bites it off, yeah. That yeah. There were a lot of moments in this movie that really gave me the willies, and that was one of them. It's her honk chomping into that. Let me tell you something. The idea of someone else's blood, especially from like a weird brain worm in my <laughs> mouth. <laughs> Yeah, just uh, it's upsetting. Um, I, I do not want brain wiener and blood in my mouth. <laughs> I tell you that right now. Um, but so after that, like that's when uh, Pretorius comes back. But the first you see of him in this new form, it's like over his nutsack shoulder thing, yes. and he's doing this weird punching motion. Yes. What is that? Like rock and soccer. Yes. Um, very weird. It made me laugh. Like, <laughs> I had to pause. You, I was like, sorry. Do you remember those little uh, goblin puppets from the 80s called Boglins? 
No. I don't think so. I'm like I'm like 15 years older than y'all, but there's these little puppets that you that you put your fingers in and you move them around. He looked just like one of those. Folks at home, Google Boglin. Yeah, we'll have to Google and an we'll image. We'll agree. We'll have to Google an image of it and put it up because I'm I'm curious to see it. Um, yeah, that was very entertaining, and and he's chasing off Crawford because now Crawford, without his little brain wiener, Crawford's back to normal. His bait fever has been cured. Uh, turns out the cure for bait fever is to bite off your brain wiener, folks. Um, Hell, so, I could have told you that. Yeah. Um, so Crawford shows up and he is distracting, uh, Edward. He's just like, that's when he's like, you're impotent. And if you merge with her, she'll know what a pathetic fuck you are. And, uh, so that's when you get the, so we get the rock'em sock'em. <laughs> um, why are you? Yeah. Hey, don't mess. Um, my brain dick works great. So, um, he chases him. Uh, Edward chases Crawford like down the stairs and that's when like his nutsack body like tears apart and like this demon bat creature flies out of him. Um, and, uh, saw that coming. Yeah. Hey, as soon as I I was like, man, this guy, this nutsack's going to turn into a demon bat creature. I fucking bet a thousand (laughs) dollars. Um, <laughs> like, so I've seen it before and I'll see it again. He's nuts again that bad. Again. Okay. <laughs> Couldn't do it. <laughs> what? <laughs> what, Kendall? Uh, during this, so the like interdimensional eels have mm. come to Catherine's aid and they have like released her from the chain things. Yeah, uh, that was weird. Yeah, I didn't get that. No, they're not. They they weren't really coming to her aid. She was just sitting there dormant, and then she was all like, "Well, if I move my wrist, they'll attack my wrist and cut these shackles." Oh, okay. Oh, yeah, yeah. She used them to get her out of the 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 kink thing. Mm-hmm. I see. She used her lady brain. Hmm. Yeah. Um. Hmm. All right, well, um, yeah, so um, Edward turns into the demon bat. He bites Crawford's head and then twists it like what happened to him in the beginning of the movie and just, like, rips his head off. And you're like, oh, man, Crawford's dead. Um, And then Edward goes back um, for Catherine, but as he's about to get her, like, Crawford comes tearing out of him, like just ripping through his body. So somehow like Crawford has joined with Edward. Um, and so they're fighting each other from within each other. Really weird. <laughs> um, like Tommy Lee Jones and men in black when he gets swallowed by the cockroach. Yes. And- it looks a lot like that. Um, they end up turning into two like skeleton turds that are like biting each other. Um, it's yeah. just really gross. <laughs> it's lots of like, it's hard <laughs> to describe what happens in this scene. You really just have to watch it. Like there's a lot of, um, there's a lot of practical like creature puppets. Two going skull on here. tentacles are fighting. One is trying to get um, Barbara Crampton <laughs> and the other one is keeping it from getting Barbara Crampton. Yes. You know, if you've seen, you know, you you've all seen two skull tentacles fight. 
before. Um, of course. Oh, yeah. Uh, so they, they're fighting each other. Um, she's able to break free. The bomb is counting down, and she fucking Jason's out of that window uh, just in time for the bomb to go off. Uh, and, uh, you know, the entire house fucking explodes. Mm-hmm. Um, and, of course, there's a crowd of people there to, like, you know, check on her, make sure she's okay, and then and then she kind of starts to laugh, and then her laugh gets a little crazier and a little crazier, and then, um, obviously, uh, she's completely insane, uh, based on uh, what she's just experienced. And that's the and that's the movie. Yep. From beyond. From beyond. A uh, lot of fun. I had a lot of fun watching this. Loads of fun. That's it, uh. Yeah, it's pretty much right in my wheelhouse for like cheesy 80s, like creature driven type of movie. Um, it's just really silly. And it does like, you know, like, and this one, you know, uh, Reanimator, Reanimator, I feel like is a little sillier like this one actually i think is being more earnest and i think playing like more seriously than than reanimator was but reanimator is um, a straight up dark comedy yes this one this one was like really i yeah, think from going, beyond is supposed to be fucking serious as a heart attack yeah but they also didn't shy away from like obviously like really silly things and i think that you know i think that helps it yeah. um there's things in there that are obviously very silly to, to look at or to see. Um, but yeah, so it's not as like, you know, uh, reanimator is reanimator, I think is, um, sillier than this, but, but on purpose and, and, and there's some silliness to this, but it, 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 not in a bad way. It's not like, it's not like, Oh, it was really trying to be serious, but it's dumb. Um, you know, the, those moments are sprinkled in there and I think they, I think they helped the movie. Cause I think if they had just like played it with no humor at all, like, you know, it's hard to take a giant, you know, interdimensional nutsack seriously. <laughs> um, but it was cool, man. I, I dug the, I dug the, obviously, you know, I love puppets and I love practical effects. Um, and this was just really good. I really had a, I had a lot of fun watching it. Glad to finally see it. It was fun. Uh, cool. Yeah. Oh, I got <laughs> Yeah. No. It was a movie. It was, I it was fun. Uh, it was I fun. Mean, it's yeah. Tell me what I got to sit through next movies. week. <laughs> It's not among my favorite movies, but it was a very fun to watch and really cool looking. Had a lot you, of really cool. It was see. giving me. Um, there are moments of it that you talk about playing it like super straight and super serious. Um, there are moments with Edward, especially, and like the things he's going through, that remind me of like moments in Hellraiser. Um, there's like some, yep. you know, there's like some similarity there. Um, whereas that one's like, that one's fucking like dead serious. Um, 
but yeah, I, I got, a, I got, I got some Hellraiser vibes too. I got a lot of different vibes. This reminded me of a lot of different things. Um, so it was fun. I thought it was, I thought it was it, fun to watch. Well, now that you said that it reminds me a lot of Hellraiser. Yeah. The, the house, a lot and of the, just mental torment. Yes. And the yeah. character that's been like, you know, the character that's dead and like keeps coming back and you know, his body's all fucked up. Um, yeah, there's some similarities there. Mm-hmm. Got some Hellraiser. I got some thing, you know. So th- this is just like solidly in my wheelhouse. I would watch this again. I thought it was really fun. I'd say yeah, I'd watch I, it. I always thought this movie was fun, and that's why I threw it on here. That man, I can't imagine like I'm watching all these things in like my mid thirties, but I can't imagine like being a kid and like seeing this like at the age where you're just like, what the fuck. <laughs> oh man this would have scared the shit out of me as a kid for oh, sure yeah absolutely I, I, I watched I watched most of these when I was a kid yeah and I had that exact that's um, reaction like what I mean I just can't like I don't know that, that's gotta make it that's gotta make it pretty special like it I mean it is super fun to watch now uh oh hang on Anyway, yeah, I think that's just I I could imagine like seeing this, um, you know, and just having my brain melted and and not being able to sleep. But now I'm like 35 and I'm just so fucking like jaded. I'm just like, eh, yeah, that was cool. Guy looks like a nutsack. <laughs> All right. <laughs> yeah, whatever. Yeah. Brain wiener nutsack people. All right. <laughs> yeah, but yeah. Seen it a thousand times. So okay. Hey. Um, yeah. Tale as old as Oh, this, uh, this trope again? No, but yeah. I, <laughs> I liked it a lot. Well, good. And it's one of those things that I've been wanting to watch, but, you know, I just never get around to it. So thank you, Doug, for moving it up in my queue. You're welcome. You are welcome. I'm glad I brought the brain butthole wiener to you. <laughs> All right. Well, now tell tell the folks what we're going to do next week because I, I don't even know. This is my favorite part of this um, is that I have no idea what, well, sir. what we're going to watch the next week. Well, we're going to take a little journey back to 2009. Okay. And we're going to visit with a man named Tom Six who made a little movie called The Human Centipede. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. You know, of all the movies. Just part one. Not of, the other two. Of all, of all the movies that I thought might be on your list of body horror, I didn't even consider... I didn't either. It never, it never occurred to me that that would be one of them. This is gonna be fun. It's been. I if haven't. You guys knew how many times I've changed my pick. I've had probably twenty movies lined up for this series, and I keep like changing them. And I'm like, no, no, no. Uh, uh, uh. Well, it also helps that it also helps that you haven't announced them all either, so you can just keep changing them. Yeah, that's the fun of the 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 single person series 
Yeah, we hear it at the same time you guys hear it. All right. Mm-hmm. Well, I have not seen this movie since it came out, and I probably watched it at Matt's house with you. Uh, there's a good chance. Um, and that's probably the only time I've seen it. Oh, well, I've owned this movie. And my wife enjoys this movie, that, strangely enough. That really? is interesting. Mm-hmm. That's surprising yeah. to me. Yeah. I mean, dude, I, I literally only remember... <laughs> you know, the, you know, the human centipede. I don't remember anything else about it. So I watched it fairly recently. I mean, it's been several (laughs) years. This morning. (laughs) (laughs) I watch it every day. (laughs) It's always on in the background. I get up at 5 a.m. just to get the human centipede in before I go to work. All right, folks. Well, you heard it here. Human Centipede next week. What the rant? Mm-hmm. What the rant? All right. Well, uh, you got your homework for the week. Um, let's take a little stroll through the horror headlines in the horn shoe. <laughs> All right, let's see. Devin Sawa joins the cast of the Chucky TV series. Good for him. He's still I can dig it. a lot. Devin Sawa, yeah, he's out there. Has he been doing stuff? Yeah, he's been acting. He was he's in a doing movie. doing stuff now. He was in a movie last year. I can't remember the name of it. Let me, I'm going to look it up because I have a computer right here in front of me. He was in a movie last year, Devin Sawa, that people were like really talking about. Um, apparently, it's got like a really shocking ending, and that was people were talking about that a lot. It was called Hunter Hunter. Sleepaway <laughs> Camp. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> um, let's see. Joseph and his family live in the remote wilderness as fur trappers but their tranquility is threatened when they think they're being hunted by the return of a rogue wolf and Joseph leaves them behind to track it. Um, so I just remember this <gasps> came great. out. People were like, yo, that ending is wild. Um, so, um, but yeah, he's going to be in the new Chucky series. Good for him. I like that guy. I'll check it out. Um, I've Doug, gained a uh, a big a new respect for the Chucky series. Yeah, yeah. After as of late, yeah. After you, uh, you fun series. Yeah, you rewatched it and then you no, got it took into thirty it. years. Yeah, you rewatched it and then you got into it and then you you saw the we saw the new one together as well and yeah. And I I, I just mm-hmm. I just love that uh, you know. I just love that the guy gets to keep making his fucking, his, his story. I mean, he's been making this shit for 30 years, so good for him. Um, and good for Devin Sawa. Dig that dude. Don Mancini's vision? <laughs> uh, I've Doug, never seen it. Not never a seen single one. Really? Check out that original one. It, it's good. It's fun. Check out the remake. 
it's good. If you're going to watch any of the sequels, I check out two. It's really good. Three isn't that good, but that's my opinion. And uh, the later ones, Bride of Chucky, Seed of Chucky, um, they're goofy as fuck. They're fun. And the, okay. the ones that came out recently, Cult and Curse, are like a return to like um, an earnest version, like original Child's Play. Really good. Yeah, I like Cult and Curse. Just watch the whole goddamn series. Don't listen. Yeah, Don't just listen watch the whole thing. Yeah, I mean, three, I've... <sighs> Bride and Seed, I think, are really, like, I'm really not in, I'm really not in on those. Like, they're fine, but... They're just comedies. Yeah, it got a little, it got away from its, from its roots there a little bit. Um, but, uh... But Curse and Cult are, Curse and Cult kept like that that comedic thing, but then they just kind of returned it to to what it to what it was. Um, pretty good, Doug. I feel like last year, all we did was talk about movies being delayed, and now I'm seeing movies like coming back a little sooner. So Quiet Place Part Two was supposed to come out in September of this year, and they bumped that mm-hmm. bad boy up to May. Um, oh, okay. Yeah, so it's you know. Finally, I remember I was supposed to go to an early screening of Quiet Place 2. Um, it's been almost exactly one year since that was canceled now. So that was, I remember being. Yeah, there was a, we saw a poster for today and my wife was like, there's a second one? And I was like, yeah, it's supposed to come out last year. Yeah, I was going to go to, I was going to go to an early screening of it. I had my pass and then uh, that, f- it was on a Monday. And then that Friday, the NBA like canceled their season, and then everything fucking got shut down for the first time. Um, and I just remember that they were just like, "Yeah, they're not like the movie's not even coming out now, so we can't, we don't, we can't even have the screening." Crazy coming out Man, in May. It's like crazy as shit how, like it, it's like coming up on like it's exactly a year. Um, tomorrow, exactly one year well, almost. on the day we're recording the sixth tomorrow is the last time that I went to like a, a public event. I went to a show at Minglewood and that's the last large gathering I've been in. Yeah. March 7th, 2020. Yeah. It's crazy. It's depressing. Man. It's, it's crazy, man. Um, by the time, uh, you know, I've had my first dose of the vaccine and, you know, this week is like a year since that first lockdown. So a year ago was just this crazy, scary thing that like nobody really knew what was going to happen. And now here we are a year later and, um, you know, I'm, I'm about to get my second dose of the vaccine. I count myself, um, very, very, very fortunate, um, I don't know, man. But oh, that fucking dog, he's like, stop talking about COVID. Oh my God, it's all I ever hear. My rights, my freedom. That's what that dog said. <laughs> he's an anti-vaxxer. Um, I don't even get my rabies vaccine. <laughs> it's a conspiracy. That shit ain't real. Yeah. <laughs> um. All right. Um, there's going to be a new live action Goosebumps TV series, which I think is, I think that's really great. That, that should exist. 
that could work. Yeah, it should really exist. Um, I I loved it in the '90s, but man, TV for kids in the '90s—they were like, "Here's thirty bucks, go make that." <laughs> so, you know, yeah, maybe spend the maybe spend the you know I mean, you don't have to spend Game of Thrones money on Goosebumps, but come on, maybe throw a few bucks at them and and let's see what they. They're just doing that because yeah, of the success of uh, Are You Afraid of the Dark? Yeah. Yeah, I was just about to mention that. I finally checked out, well, I started to check out Are You Afraid of the Dark. I was a huge Are You Afraid of the Dark fan. Oh, I was, a, I was a member of the Midnight that, yeah. Society, for sure. Um, um, I finally checked out. I, I didn't watch past the first episode. I got busy. Well, it was like happened when all the shit with my house went down. Um, I need to get back into it. But I liked that first episode. It was pretty good. So if it heard nothing good things about it yeah i heard it was i heard it was really well done um and um it seems like we're not gonna be uh from what i gather and again i only watched first episode but i don't think they're standalone episodes no it's a it's a it's a one yeah it's one story over an overarching thing yeah it's like a mini series it's like an american horror story type deal seems pretty cool and it's like it looks good yeah, I'm into it. I need to pick it back up. Yeah, I want to check it out. I'll be checking it out. Um, all right, and uh, big news for King fans. Um, thirty-five years ago, uh, Steven Spielberg like bought the rights to uh a Stephen King book that he wrote with uh Peter Straub called. Uh, the talisman. Um, it's on my list mm-hmm. to read. I've not read it. Um, but Spielberg loved it and he bought the Amblin has owned the rights to it this entire time. Um, and he's just never been able to make it or couldn't make it the way he wanted to. I don't know. Um, but it's, it's right in that Spielberg, Stephen King wheelhouse where it's a, it's kind of a, it's kind of a dark fantasy um, horror story, but the you know the the protagonists are like children, um, and it's uh, you know it's not it's not as dark as some of King's stuff. It's a little lighter, and so you can see where Spielberg was really attracted to it because you know he he loved that um, he loved that type of thing. Um, well, they just announced that after all this time, they're, they're finally moving ahead with it at Netflix with, uh, the, uh, the Duffer brothers who did Stranger Things. Um, and Stranger Things is just like, Stranger Things is just dripping in like Stephen King influence. So, um, this seems like a perfect marriage of creatives and material, um, and something that I'm looking forward to, uh, quite a bit. So the talisman getting made for Netflix. So that'll be something worth checking out. I bet. Cool. Yeah. Stephen King, Steven Spielberg, and, uh, the creators of stranger things, which is one of the, you know, one of my favorite shows of the last decade easily. So, and it's so successful that Netflix will probably give those guys all the money they want. And it's also Spielberg, so I don't know. <laughs> it's probably, probably a no-brainer. Is brainer. it going straight to Netflix? Did you say that? Yeah, yeah. It's, it's going to be a Netflix original. It's going to be a series. Okay. So I think it's a no-brainer that Netflix gives cool, those cool. guys all the money that they want in the world to make that show. So 
should be something real neat coming. I can dig it. I'll watch it. Yeah, I'm I'm ready. When I get a chance. My body's ready. All right, folks, that's all the horn I got to shoe. Look at my body. Yeah. Ooh, I don't know if I want. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, I stopped. I was yeah. like, that guy is oh, pedophile. Fuck him. What a great joke! I wasn't gonna say anything. What a great joke that was to make, and then R. Kelly just fucked. That's it why all. I stopped. Yeah. Damn you, R. Kelly. Straight to hell. Yeah. What a piece of shit. Damn you. <laughs> all right. Let's let's do some rants, recommends, folks. Every week, uh, the three nobodies. Uh, recommend to you some things outside of the film that we've talked about for the week. Sometimes it's a movie, sometimes it's a TV show, sometimes it's a candle, uh, you know, sometimes it's a brand of toilet paper, you know, whatever we've been using that we think yeah. you're going to enjoy. Could be some pizza rolls. Yeah. Uh, so it's Rance Recommends. What do you guys have to recommend this week? I got some stuff. <gasps> Hit me with your best shot. Go on and do it. Well, sir. Well, I watched a another Shutter original. Let me say, let me just come out and say up front, Shutter is uh, not messing around with these horror flicks. They're putting out some quality content. So I checked out a movie called The Dark and the Wicked. Okay. Are you familiar with this? Heard about this? Read about this? I <laughs> I feel like I've seen that name, The Dark and the Wicked, bandied about horror Twitter. Well, it is from um, the latest movie from the guy who wrote and directed both of the Strangers films. And I didn't know that going in, or I probably would have avoided it because I, I don't did like know, those films. I did know this. Okay, yeah. I knew that he made oh, a new God. movie. <laughs> we talked about it when we watched The I Strangers. Did we? When we watched The Strangers, I was like, man, this guy never really made anything else. And then I was like, oh, he's got a movie coming out called the dark and the wicked i remember talking about this on that episode that's why this sounded familiar i didn't realize that it had come out yeah it came out uh last last week or so on or maybe i don't know it, it recently came Recent, out on shutter yeah. and um um i highly recommend you check it out it is these two these two siblings go and check in on their parents who live on this farm and there's strange shit going on and their their father's dying and their mom's going crazy and is there some fucking supernatural shit going on um that's almost second tier to to what you're there for it's just more about the uh, family connection and shit it's got this grittiness to it and um, the care, the two siblings are so genuine, and the actors are fucking phenomenal. Don't know who these people are. I've never seen them anything, never heard of them. I should have their names pulled up because they kill it in this flick. They're good. Nice. And it the whole thing takes place on this farmhouse, and it is 
creepy as fuck when the shit goes down. Okay. Very nice. Dark and the Wicked. Highly yeah. recommend it. I'm checking it out. Dark and the Wicked. I remember. I remember talking. I just remember seeing it on his IMDb, and I was just like, "Oh, he's got a new movie." And I, th- I can't. I don't. You know, I don't normally listen to these back. So I, but I imagine you. I feel like you were just like, "Well, I won't be checking that out" or something like that. Yeah, I probably said something like that. <laughs> <laughs> That's fun. All right, cool. Dark and the Wicked. Yeah, check it out. And um, I also finished uh, WandaVision. Mm-hmm. So did and I. Uh, that finale was phenomenal. It was really good. It was so good. Kendall, did you finish the show? I did. Okay. Good. Loved it. Yeah. So, so good. Really so good. good. I, I was... Uh... And it's not coming back for any more seasons either, so it's a good little... Uh... I like these... I love these shows that are just putting all this character development out there so you actually give a fuck about them in the next big movie. Yeah, I like that. I Well, I think there's tons of... I just think there's so many characters to mine a lot of good storytelling out of, you know. Um, you know, when you're an well, Avengers like movie... With, you have your main title, and then you you get the side titles on one people so one person so you can you know carry on with their personal life and their struggles and shit yeah i i like it um you know when you're in an avengers movie there's like especially (laughs) avengers movies where every character in the universe is there um you don't get a lot of time to develop your character so you have to do it in in you know little the little moments that you have but um man i just I just really enjoyed this show. Um, I think there's a lot of factors to it. I think I just, first of all, I had like no expectation for it. I was just like, yeah, I mean, why not? I'll, I'll watch it. That looks weird. Um, but also, you know, mm-hmm. in, in the last year, we just had no new Marvel movies. And I think that helped a lot too, because I think, you know, after Endgame, they put out that second Spider-Man movie, which I was like, when I saw it at the time, I was like, just not into. And I, I feel like they needed some time to reset. <laughs> I'm like, let's take a break. Endgame was kind of a huge thing. And then two months later, I you're recently like, rewatched that second Tom Holland Spider-Man flick. And it was it was better than I. I'm going to uh, the first time I saw it. The I'm going to watch around, it. Like, wow, this is a really good flick. I'm going to watch it. I think the problem was it just came off too close to the heels of Endgame. And I think that yeah. I think they needed some time to reset. Now, obviously, you know, it was under pretty bad circumstances with the pandemic. But I think it's, you know, Doug, when, when people want something and they look forward to something, you know, they react a little better to it. Um, as opposed to you get jaded when it's just like every other week you're like, oh, yeah, there's that new one. Okay, cool. Um yeah. So I think it was a long time since I've seen some new Marvel content, and then I got this, which was really, really well done, um, and, and not something they would make a movie out of. Like you know, the studio is not going to put out a movie like this. But you know, Disney Plus, they're like, yeah, sure, we're streaming it, so just make whatever. And they they did something really interesting, um, and really fun, and then just really like epic and great like toward the end i i liked it a lot i was really pleased all the way around with with uh with wandavision 
Sorry, I don't know what the fuck's going on with my internet. Yeah, it's weird. It's alright, it happens. Happens to the best of us. But yeah, I'm with you. I'm with you, bud. WandaVision, that was that was good. That sounds like a sounds like a sounds like all three rants recommends WandaVision. Yep, I think that's safe to say. Yeah, we got Falcon and Winter Soldier coming up in a few weeks. <laughs> I'm into it. <laughs> I'm just like should be good too. I like the fact that they were just like, look, WandaVision's over. We know that we broke your heart <laughs> at the end of it. Um, but hey, in two weeks, you can watch these guys that don't like each Spoilers. other save the world. So uh, it's gonna be it's gonna be fun. I think. Oh, it's a new it's a series. Yeah. Starts in. Uh, That's all I got. I'm not. I've never Captain America stuff is just not not my jam. I don't know. I've never. Uh, Captain America is not in it. So there you go. Well, that's kind of where it comes from, right? Uh, yeah, but the Captain America, Captain America is like my favorite sub-series within the series of the Marvel movies. Like his movies are my favorite. I just I don't I don't know why I don't like them. I don't either, because that's America's ass, and I don't don't know how you can be so disrespectful to our flag and our freedom. And Doug, did you Sorry, have anything bro. else to recommend for the week? No, I'm, that's all I have. Okay, good. Some good ones. All right, Kendall. Let's play, all right, let's get the. Get the boggle timer. Let's see. Let's see. Let's see what we got. I have a lot. I have a lot this week. Probably. I won't take as long as I did last week. No. Uh, but I just, I like to mess with you. No, go for it. Um, of course, WandaVision. I won't get back into that, but yes, WandaVision. Um, I rewatched um, OG Invisible Man mm. since we've last spoken. Man, that's such a good movie. Yeah. Love that movie. Uh, yeah. Invisible Man. I just think about the bicycle. It just makes me laugh. <laughs> Tossin. Yeah. Oh, so silly. Yes. Um, I rewatched Signs, which hmm. I always recommend. Love I'm, that movie as well. I'm a big fan of about 90% of Signs. Oh, I love it. And then I think the end is just a big wet fart. But other than that, um, I think there's a lot of really good performances. And it's really, I think it's really like effectively creepy. Um, I haven't seen that in a while. I remember I remember enjoying the hell out of it. Yeah, it's really it's well. Been a long it's been time years since it. I've seen that. It's and, uh, really, it's really, really good. I just, he does that thing. You know, he just does that thing at the end where he's like, all right, now I got to tie all this up super neat. And I'm like, no, you don't have to. Like, it's a little too much, but it's it's a really good movie. I'm just, I'm nitpicking. Yeah, I don't mind that because I'm, I'm an idiot and, like, I need stuff to just, just make sense and be done. Like, Well, I know. I just, I'm being nitpicky. I just, I just don't I like know, it. I know, you're an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> No, I didn't mean that. 
Um, I don't I'm just being nitpicky because I don't like, uh, it's just like not everything has to be so neatly tied together. Like they could have just, could have really, I don't know. I just, but I like, there's some, there's some moments in that movie that really stick with me. Really love Joaquin Phoenix watching uh, the news in the closet. The first time he sees the alien and his reaction to that, the Bigfoot footage, um, is really good. He's yelling at the kids in Spanish. Yes. <laughs> Vominos. <laughs> um, I really like, uh, I think it's a really strong Mel Gibson performance. It's one of my favorites, honestly. Um, and I know that he's problem. I know yeah. that he's problematic, but, uh, it's a really, it's a really great performance. But I know he's problem. <laughs> it's it's I I like it I like it a lot it's a good movie I need to rewatch that yeah I want to watch it now I I it's been years but I I it's a good one it's one of those you know I'm not M Night Shyamalan's got like three movies that I'll watch and that's on the list and two of them's um. the village <laughs> I watch it twice I've never seen it just once. <laughs> um i did watch um some new to me stuff this week uh i finally watched finally train to be fire oh okay (laughs) oh what'd you think i loved that movie so good and it's so fucking good very good and it was like unpredictably like i knew what i was generally getting into it was unpredictably dark in yeah. some yeah. moments holy shit uh, man that was such a good movie it's like um, really it's like isn't it really, awesome to see a good zombie movie again it was really good it's like really yeah. exciting and it's got like the action in it that people are looking for in those types of movies uh, but it doesn't suck and then like it's really scary and then it's like really builds a lot of tension and then it's also like really like sad and like Moving. painful yes, yes. Like, oh my gosh the scene it's an old school zombie movie and like you give the, a fuck about the human characters that scene the, the with child him, actor like oh, it, that so is, there's good. something to be said about like i don't even know what this kid is saying i mean i can read what they're saying but like I don't, I don't know how like your language works and like, but I can just tell you that you're a good actor. Yes. You're moving (laughs) me. And I, and I don't speak your language. Like that's, that's so like, uh, oh my God, dude, the scene where he's on the back of the train, like before he falls off, I mean, just devastating. Like what a, what a great, and then like, and then there's just, and then every zombie movie is like has to try mm. to be badass, but like they can never do it. But then you get the scene with the fucking dude on the train who puts like who wraps the shit around his arms, and then he's just like whipping zombie ass. Like that is so fucking good. I love that movie. Yeah, he's a badass. Fuck, I love Train to Busan. Very good. Uh, man, I'm really glad that that had the resurgence back in media recently with that whole remake talk. And I was prompted to finally watch it. Uh, glad I did. Um, yeah, we don't need the remake. <laughs> it's a fucking great movie. Uh, no, yeah, no. it's a near perfect. The good thing about remake 
is that people will revisit the original material. Yeah. Well, that I mean, is, that's that is the best thing. To do yeah. this. That's one. That's one bonus. Yep. Um, I'm not done. <laughs> I uh, I pulled a little double feature the other night and watched uh, coming. Uh-oh. I watched coming to America and coming to America. Now, we've recently replay. We've recently revisited Coming to America, but we haven't watched the second one yet. I may try to, I may try to make it happen tomorrow. We'll see. Um, you know that that first one is just—it's a classic. So great, mm-hmm. such a good movie. Um, uh, I mean the the second one—it's it's definitely worth a watch. It's very fun, uh, and it it's not the first one. Um, of but worth a watch. It, it's a good double feature. I watched them back to back, and it, it was just—it was a fun watch back to back like that. Um, it was good. I'm excited to watch it. I've been looking forward to it. Cool. Um, I've been wanting to rewatch the original one for a long time now. I just oh hadn't man. gotten around to it. It's so great. It had been, I've only seen the original once and I was very, very young. Um, so I, when I rewatched it the other night, um, it was like my first watch. Super fresh. So good. Yeah, I love it. So good. Eddie Murphy's uh, so great. Love him. Uh, I mean, and they're like the, the newer one, there are some like kind of cringy things that you get when like older comedy actors reprise a role. It just happens. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's just kinda, <laughs> um, but it's good. It's, it's definitely worth at least a watch. I'm excited. Anyway. Um, cool. I also have been watching this is, I'm really behind the times here, but uh, I've been watching that Leah Remini series, the Scientology and the Aftermath mm-hmm. series. Oh, God, my wife loves that show. Um, and I don't know, I've just, I've been on like a deconstruction kick anyway. So this is like right up my alley right now. Uh, it's, God, it is fucking freaky. Yeah, I've heard it's I've heard it's rough. Yeah, it is. It is I've, dense. I've seen a big chunk of it. It is it's crazy. I I have only I've finally finished the first season. It's eight episodes, and it felt like I watched fifty hours of TV. They were like in forty five minutes an episode. And it it is so fucking dense and just just freaky and like disgusting. The Church of Scientology. Just anyway, yeah. if you're into that kind of stuff, like religion and how fucky, well, not religion and how fucky it is, definitely check out Scientology in the aftermath. Yeah, it, they're all cults. Yeah, like I mean, everybody's like, everybody's like, man, Scientology is so crazy because it just fucking happened. But like, I w- I would very much. Everything. Much, just a lot of it's been around. Christianity longer. just happened one day. Yeah, I would very much like to see more. Uh, we've norm we've normalized Christianity in this world because it's just been around for so long, but it's like supremely fucked up. And like, um, all these same like so many of these same things that we like shine a light on Scientology about, like we gladly accept um, from established religions uh, in this world. Mm-hmm. So. Um, yeah. 
And just at the core of it, it's really what it's about is just exposing how fucked up it is that this institution that is not a religion uh, is using tax free dollars to um, to exercise all the fucked up shit that they're doing, ruining lives over and over and over. It's horrible. Mm -hmm. It is. It's hard to watch, but man, if you're into it, watch it. Yeah. Kindle's next recommendation. And then I watched the Mission Impossible series. <laughs> Boy, Tom Cruise is charming. <laughs> I'm like, I'm scared. So I, uh, I just have been getting curious just to see how like far reaching Scientology is. Tom Cruise? So, yeah. Uh, so like, I, he's right I there. <laughs> his, his middle tooth is right by <laughs> suddenly Tom oh my god no <laughs> um, so I like was curious and I look up Scientology on Instagram and they, they have an Instagram account of yeah. course yeah. and like yeah. of course oh it's so and Ridiculous. I follow it now. It's really cool. No, I like just got scared just looking at. Like, Have you guys heard about? I was just like, eh, eh, eh. I feel about the Scientology Instagram account the same way your wife, uh, Doug, feels about Ouija boards, which leads me to the last thing I'm going to talk about, mm. and, I'll, and I'll shut up. We're transitioning uh, to Satan. <laughs> Satanology. Uh, All right. God. I'm starting that. Oh man! Um, I went back to uh, Relic, the the store that I recommended a few weeks ago. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, the like oddities kind of shop. Um, and I had a, a very uh, charming experience there again. The shop owner is well. Um, it's inside a tattoo studio. Um, I don't know. I really, I feel horrible that I have that Mrs. Doubtfire tattoo filled in. <laughs> it just says hello across her back, real big. She's getting the she's getting the frosting painted in this week. <laughs> getting more O's added onto the end yeah. of it. <laughs> the O's the O's go right and then left and then right again. They're zigzagging all the way down her back. <laughs> It's an intricate design, yeah. That's great. Uh, but no, I feel horrible that I've been twice now and had, like, great conversations with the the person that runs the whole thing, and I, was, I still don't know her name. <laughs> I didn't even ask her name. I feel terrible. But um, it was so sweet. I went in, and I was like, hey, uh, like, I mean, there were, like, two people in there at the time, so it was wasn't like crowded. I felt safe and well masked, of course. <clears throat> anyway, that's neither here nor there. But, um, I, uh, like reminded her, I was like, uh, I'm a person that bought the Ouija board last time I was in. She was like, she remembered the conversation we'd had. And she was like, Oh yeah, you have the, the podcast. Like, um, I need to listen to that. And da, 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 da. Anyway, um, Definitely recommending Relic again. I got some really cool stuff when I was there yesterday. Um, but I have to update y'all about um, the the boogin type shit going on since I've had this Ouija board in my. Uh oh. Um. I, okay. I 
I don't, I don't subscribe to any of this shit. It's whatever, but worth noting that I don't know if I've ever talked to y'all about it, but I have like an unlucky number is like any repeating threes. <clears throat> have I ever gotten into this at all with y'all? I talked about it at all. I don't like repeating threes. Um, okay. On March the 3rd, 3-3, I opened my computer to log into work and my calculator, like on, on my, like my calculator app popped up. And I remember Said boobs. <laughs> the thing, the thing that I had most recently calculated the day before was something that was like 140,000 something. Um, I was, I don't know. Anyway, I remember you didn't have to tell us your bank account statement. Jesus. Oh my God. I don't want to fucking flex I just, that I distinctly us. remember I was looking at like the cost of a house or something. Anyway, um, Ooh, somebody's just, buying a house. I'm just going to go ahead. Not my house. Um, I distinctly remember it being a, like a much different number than what popped up on my screen on March the 3rd, which is 3-3. It popped up and it said 33.03 on my fucking calculator. And I wanted to, to throw my laptop out the window. That was some running with the devil at 4 a.m. shit. Uh-uh. <laughs> and I attribute it to that Ouija board. I don't, but it's worth mentioning that that has happened since it's been in my house. Mm. Well, if that's the worst thing that's happened, I think you're all right yeah. right now. Well, you I mean, pretty, and you also... a pretty mild Ouija board. Um, also, yeah, uh, like, my house... Satan fell apart and I had to live in a hotel for nine days. <laughs> yeah, well, there is that. There I forgot about that. that. <laughs> there is that. Do you but think that do you think that. the national ice storm was caused because you playing around with Satan's butthole yes. portal? Mm. <laughs> That's my band's name. <laughs> Satan's butthole portal. <laughs> oh, oh boy. Man. Again, I have to I have to reiterate that I do not believe in that kind of shit at all. But I wanted to just state that those odd things had happened. But I don't I am, believe in boogans. The boogan shit is afoot. <laughs> but I am so frightened by the boogan shit that I've now turned to the Church of Scientology. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Tom. <laughs> I knew you were gonna do it again. We'll leave the light on for you. <laughs> what if what if Tom Cruise and Tom Bodette's careers had fucking like had gone, you know, opposite and so Tom Cruise was the Motel Six guy. Uh, <laughs> they may be the same person. You don't know that. Tom Bodette we was the We've Mission never Impossible seen guy. Tom Bodette. That's true. That's a character that Tom Cruise has been playing for fucking thirty years. Oh, Maybe man. Tom Cruise's real name is Tom Bodette. It's like how Michael Keaton's real name is Michael Douglas. Yeah. Is that is that a truth? 
Yeah, his name's Michael Douglas, uh-huh. and he was like, when he started acting, he, he had was to like, change well, it to uh, sign up with SAG or something. Yeah, he's like, well, there's already a Michael Douglas, so I gotta stand out. I'll be Michael Keaton. He's a big fan of Diane Keaton, so he stole her name. Borrowed her name. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then she became Diane Douglas. <laughs> Damn. Did she beat his mess? <laughs> it's that game where, like, whenever I open a Blu-ray and I'm just like, oh, man, the wrong Blu-ray's in there, and then I got to go down the fucking... I'm just like, all right, well, Shrek is in the Independence Day Blu-ray, so then I open Independence Day and fucking, you know, uh, Wedding Singer's in there, and then I'm like, fuck... So I opened the wedding singer and it's an instructional video on, you know, I don't know. I lost the, I lost it. (laughs) 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 I'm tired. Anything else, Kendall? Do you, uh, no, um, I'm, I'm done. Sorry. (laughs) Do I what? Did you, I was going to see if you had anything to recommend for, for us. Oh, Yeah, WandaVision for sure. Nothing else really. Oh, I rewatched Taxi Driver. I haven't watched that in a few years. And, uh. Great movie. Fucking so good. What a great fucking movie. I knew that, like, when the Joker movie came out, I knew that I was just like, oh, yeah, this guy's making a Joker movie, like, set in the plot of Taxi Driver. But I hadn't seen Taxi Driver Mm -hmm. in so long. And then I was watching Taxi Driver the other night, and I'm like, it's really fucking crazy that that guy was just like, my Joker movie's just Taxi Driver, but with the Joker. And I'm just like, I mean, I'm sitting here watching, like, camera shots, scenes, fucking things people do with their bodies. I was just like, it's just crazy to me (laughs) that he was like, you know what we're going to do with the Joker? We're just going to make Taxi Driver. And it's even crazier to me that he was on this like roundtable discussion uh, with Martin Scorsese because they both had Oscar-nominated movies that year. Todd Phillips for The Joker and Scorsese for The Irishman. And I just remember like them sitting at the same table and like I remember there had been an, an interview very publicly where <laughs> Scorsese had said, no, I didn't see Joker because I, I saw that movie before. <laughs> And then these guys are just sitting on this roundtable discussion together, and I just it just made me laugh. But yeah, uh, Taxi Driver is one of my this is one of my favorites. Um, it's fucking incredible. I watched it like it was like brazen enough to get De Niro on the job. Yeah, De Niro's in the fucking movie. Yeah, oh, very man. weird. Uh, it's just so strange. I I don't know. Uh, I don't know. Um, I remember seeing Joker when it came out, and I was like, that was really good. And I'm not saying that it's not, but it's good because Taxi Driver's fucking great. (laughs) Yeah. Of course it's good. That movie has been good for fucking 45 years. But, um, yeah, Taxi Driver, man. I just, I'm I'm blown away every time I watch it. I'm just like, wow, fuck, this movie is just so good. And like so many movies have tried to be that movie for so long, but it's just, it's so great. Such a great movie. Check it out. If you've never seen Taxi Driver or if it's been a long time, or if you're under the impression that the Joker movie is really good, like I was, you should go watch Taxi Driver and be like, oh yeah, I see why. (laughs) I forgot. (laughs) I forgot why. Joker's good. 
Yeah, if you like the Joker, you're going to love Taxi Driver because it's the <laughs> same movie, only better. Oh, yeah, no, that's all I got. That's it, kids. Um, well, I, uh, I've, got, I've got something for us. What you got? I've got some uh, some out of context. Oh boy! Bonus. Here we go, folks. Uh, mm-hmm. if you... Man, they got a theme. They got a theme. <laughs> I'm sure they do. They got a theme going, going on. on. Uh, folks, uh, Kendall is kindly enough to take show notes. Uh, she always does it. Um, but here lately, she's been reading some of her notes out of context at the end of the show. Uh, to my great amusement. Um, because I like sometimes, sometimes like months or even years later, I will go back and listen to this and I'm just really tickled by the things that we say. Cause I don't really remember them. Um, I find out when Kendall does this, that I don't remember what we talked about two hours ago. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, these are usually pretty entertaining. So Kendall, uh, let's, let's, let's hear it. And again, these are like original thoughts during recording that yes. I know, not like just things that I noted while watching the movie that I no, want to repeat. No, she's these taking things that you guys say. Kendall's taking notes on the on the show as it's happening, um, and she's yeah. documenting history. The slice here. of life with yeah. TCR. <laughs> All right, she's you ready? Our, I, she's the court stenographer for TCR. <laughs> Man, I pay a little every time we do this. Here we go. Uh, Write that one down. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Okay. We ready? Mm -hmm. Ain't no cure for bait crazy. (laughs) Yep. It's true. (laughs) (laughs) I can't. I'm so happy. I'm so bad at this. <laughs> Edward's sex dungeon emporium. You'll go bait crazy. <laughs> this next one's my favorite. This is my favorite. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> it's, I'm looking at it. I can't see it. I'm sorry. It's all right. Captain and Peniel. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Uh. Oh. <laughs> this is very real. I'm sorry. I'm not putting on. I know it's annoying. <clears throat> I can't stop laughing though. Okay. That butthole gland in my brain is swelling and now I need a nap. <laughs> <laughs> We've all been there before. Oh, yeah. We're almost there. All right. It's a bait plague. (laughs) And then we got Satan's butthole portal. Yes. Mm -hmm. And last but not least, since I was just told to write it down, man, I pee a little every time we do this. Nice. (laughs) Oh, man. That's it. Oh, well, folks, uh, this we're wrapping up another episode. Doug, uh, tell the fine folks uh, where they can find uh, TCR. Well, they can contact us at carpenterrantspod at gmail.com or on Facebook. Just search the Carpenter Rants Podcast. 
message us if you want to talk or ask questions or whatever mm-hmm. or you can listen to us like and subscribe and whatever on itunes spotify google podcast stitcher all that good shit after yeah. fucking we're, we're out there yeah they, we're on a cassette tape in a library somewhere i'm sure yeah sure check it we out just threw them in the window <laughs> um all right folks well uh what the rant uh doug's rant? body horror uh miniseries continues next week uh with uh the human centipede so um a shocking entry uh, that I was not suspecting at all. Um, so, we, so that you got your homework assignment, watch the human centipede and, uh, don't forget to listen next week and we will break that motherfucker down. Mm-hmm. All right, folks. Uh, thank you for listening to TCR. Uh, we've been the nobodies. I'm Caleb. I'm Doug. I'm Kendall. And remember there ain't no cure for bait crazy <laughs> keep on ran folks bye now I need a nap thank you for listening to the carpenter rants Subscribe on iTunes, Google Play, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, or Podbean. And Spotify.